Hello guys, I'm Umair Jat. Welcome to my podcast. Today we are welcoming our very, very precious guest, Scott Oshman. He is uh, the host of Always Off Brand Podcast and uh, also you can say vice president of many e-commerce agencies and companies. And uh, yeah, uh, Scott, really welcome here and let me know how you're doing today. I'm doing great, Amir. Great to be here. Thanks for reaching out and uh, requesting my presence. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate uh, your time here. Uh, yeah, Scott, can you please share with us like about yourself and how your company got started and how you make uh, this much great podcast from 2.5 years and uh, how you're doing this great stuff? Yeah, so I've been in retail for 28 years, uh, got started and worked with over, I don't even know at this point, three, 400 brands because I was an independent wow. uh, representative, manufacturer representative for 20 years in the Pacific Northwest of the United States, called on. Costco, Nordstrom's, REI, Fred Meyer, uh, department stores, specialty, everything else. And then there's this little company that popped up, uh, Amazon.com. And in 2005, 2006, I was with a big brand at that point, Columbia Sportswear. And I started I started working, uh, selling Amazon, their first party, their retail division, uh, where it's a traditional retailer. And then I got, I was just nerdy enough, Umer, just enough to yeah. really think it was interesting and so I got sucked into working with Amazon and then I, I launched a ton of different brands. I was in the, in outdoor equipment, like camping stuff, but it also was in footwear and apparel and a bunch of other things. And so over the years I got, I don't know, we're at 17 years working with Amazon, but I was for the first 20, I was really, or not, excuse me, 17 years. I can do math. I went to public schools. Um, the first really 10 to 12 years, I was really first party one P as they call it in the Amazon uh, nomenclature. So really wholesale, selling them to retail. And then I knew this third-party marketplace thing was happening. So I started that in 14, had my own agency for almost 15 years, merged uh, with Buy Box Experts and that kind of merged. We merged again, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, in 2020, actually coming up my third year, and I'll, I'll land this plane right now, Amir. Started working with Quickfire. We're a small, tiny little digital agency that does, uh, I, I kind of handle a lot of the Amazon stuff but also do social, social media management and performance, Google, that kind of stuff, creative content management, blah, blah, blah. And so yeah, yeah, and they, the best thing is they let me start this, this crazy podcast, always off brand <laughs> where we simplify wow. e-commerce and we throw a ton of fun and jokes in there. Wow. Yeah. I, I always uh, hear to this and uh, it's being uh, really amazing. Yes. Yeah, Scott, like it's, it's great history. Like you are, you are being like one of the first person who entered uh, into Amazon. Like, what are the main changes are you seeing in industry of Amazon? Oh, I mean, it's, <laughs> one of the biggest thing is the 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 first party relationship, how they buy products from manufacturers where they own the product, <laughs> and then third party marketplace. So it used to be, I mean, it started out almost you know a hundred percent. They started out as a, as only a retailer. Then FBA started coming, fulfilled by Amazon, and that really yeah. catapulted the whole Prime thing. So the biggest shift in there over the last 17 years is really that 1P versus 3P. Now, in fact, it started in 2018. It was 50-50 on units for Amazon, which was crazy town because it was 100% and then 70%, then whatever. And then because the marketplace just blew up, now in the latest earnings report, uh, Amazon, their second quarter of 2023, it is now, uh, I think, 60-40 units on the marketplace uh as opposed to their first party retail wholesale units which is a 
Yeah. That, that is a massive thing. And the second thing, and I'll, I'll end with this, the biggest change is advertising. Over the last yeah. 10 years, their ability to generate advertising dollars has, that has been a massive, massive change. It just you didn't yeah. used to be that way. Yeah, I know Amazon is uh, generating more uh, ad dollars than any other big companies in USA. And that's, now they are even looking forward to increase it further. They are putting ad places all over the homepage, all over uh, brand page, everywhere. So they're making sure they're making extra money from this. Yeah, you are you are right on this. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm actually been bullish on it. I think they're going to get to 50 billion. They could do it this year. They might get to 45. Within the next two years, I think they'll get yeah. to 50 billion dollars. And remember, yeah. in 2018, they did 8 billion dollars. Wow, that's crazy. They are going all hard, hard on this one. Because it's the most, Omer, if your listeners can just remember this one thing from this dopey guy who came on, it is the most profitable division in Amazon. It's not debatable. It's the most profitable. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. And uh, Scott, as e-commerce is a global business, how do you you see like uh, American brands uh, going globally all around the world, selling their brands? How do you see that uh, into this era? I, 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 that's probably another, the, if I could add a third different, uh, change in the last 10 years, 15 years, it has been the global marketplaces. Now, Amazon tried to do China and they, they didn't do that very well. And they, they got out of that, but basically the European, uh, growth has been tremendous and brands on e-commerce now, especially big, large enterprise brands, big major national brands of the U S brands are finally figuring out how to do business in the European market, mostly, I mean, Amazon's trying to do, you know, Australia, Japan, we talked about is doing well, but it, it's, it's complicated, especially the EU is super complicated. UK and Germany yeah. drive all the volume, but yeah. with the Pan American situation with the Euro and then Brexit, I mean, I know a lot of large brands today Omer, are still struggling with how to go to market and what kind of org, org structure they should have. They have country yeah. managers, you have distribution. Honestly, yeah. it's, a mess. it's still quite a mess in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. It is, it is like, and the translations and you can see localizations come plus with it and it's being really hard. But I think uh, those brands who are expanding successfully are going to be those brands recognizable in the coming years. I agree with you hundred percent, but do it. Do it slowly, do it cautiously. And then my big thing, even though I'm in the US and yes, could mm-hmm. I go run someone's e-commerce business in mm-hmm. UK, Germany, Japan, anywhere mm-hmm. else? Yes, I could from the America, mm-hmm. from America, I could. Mm-hmm. But my experience has showed me when I tried to do that, Omer, is honestly, mm-hmm. go find somebody who's in that market because there's mm-hmm. there's still intricacies, there's, mm-hmm. there's currency issues, there's language issues, yeah. there's culture issues. I'm I'm a big proponent of finding somebody who's there mm-hmm. and really finding the right people there to to kind of run that or, or expertise. I think that yeah. I think you have to be there. What do you think, Mary? You think that's a good idea? Nothing, nothing, nothing more uh, than agree here. Like you are 100% right. Like I also have experience with many brands who are expanding all over the world and they make sure like they have the locals who are supporting them from those countries. That's the only way to can say uh, really groom in different marketplaces. If you go to by all yourself, you're going to end up, you can say, with a headache <laughs> by the end of the day. Yeah. Yes. A lot going on on moving product from one country to the other, 
Yeah. Thank goodness it's a lot less expensive than it was obviously through the pandemic. So that's kind of right size, but there's still, you know, mm -hmm. duties and tariffs. There's just a lot of intricacies. Yeah. And if you don't have people that know how to do that, even with direct, and I honestly, Amazon's mm -hmm. making a, they were, they were gaining coming into 2019. They were really cranking on global logistics. Mm -hmm. They were moving stuff at a price. You just couldn't beat. Yeah, they're starting to the, the pandemic put them back, but I think they're starting to to gain traction there again. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with you that the the brands that are looking to expand outside the U.S. market, Canada, Mexico, I I agree. Long term, yep. if you do it the right way, cautiously, profit. If you've mm -hmm. listened to me, Mary, profit yep. is undefeated. Yep. Remember, yep. profit is undefeated. Undefeated. So do it smartly, and I think it'll pay off long term. Yep, yep, definitely. And I was uh, listening to. Uh, one other podcast as well and they were mentioning like in 2024 if you are brand and you're looking forward to thrive like as the competition going growing a lot in your marketplace you need to look other small marketplaces where you can place your product with the highest reviews you can get the people's support there and that's the only way to thrive your brand in longer run that that's what i'm thinking i think you're smart because it's not so much the volume. It's like, I want to be a big fish in a little pond. You, you've heard that expression. So that we, we see that in advertising, right? If we use a sponsored, you know, it, as soon as everybody gloms on and everybody's yeah. there, the competitive price, you know, goes up. so it goes up. So I think that's a very wise strategy is to go find that market, which your product, you have a product fit that is right. The yeah. economics are right to go in that market. And then you can test, but, but mitigate and lower your risk, which I'm a big yeah. fan of. Yeah, I, I'm 100% uh, with you on that one. Uh, and uh, Scott, like in your opinion, what, has, what is an important character to set up a successful brand in 2024, let's say like coming year, people who are looking forward to make their brand uh, more better or set up their new brand? What are the main characteristics they should follow and they uh, should consider? Wow, that's a big one. I mean, you got anything to throw in here, Amir? I mean, come on, you got to yeah. help me out, buddy. I can say like market research, like uh, go deep in your market search, find something new, uh, find something which is not in the marketplace, uh, make it better, find what's already working and uh, what people don't like, what people like, study that and make it better and then go in the market. Don't just come up with the same ideas and same stuff. That's not going to work. Yeah. I will piggyback on that is the same thing I've been doing. Like I said, I've been doing this a very, very long time. Okay. I'm seasoned as one person put it nicely, but I'm telling you, don't get distracted with all the flashy, sexy, all the great buzz, all the stuff we all read and all the articles. It's the foundational, just, you know, it's, it's the simple stuff. Just do the simple stuff. When you go into market, I agree with you. Do as much research as you can, but also know that in thesis and theory, right? Well, the numbers said this, said that. Yeah. You just never know once you get in there and there's a yeah. lot of surprises. And I used to have a rule yeah. when I had my own agency. I like surprises. Um, yes. I only like good ones. I always had a rule, no surprises unless they were good. But I agree with you. So I would approach that. To the 22 or 23 was the year of profit efficiency. Mm -hmm. So everybody's figuring out how to do things better and more cost effective. A lot of horrific yeah. um layoffs and what have you 24 we'll get back into the growth mode so i think if you have a long-term vision of getting into these new markets taking your brand quietly softly smartly doing the foundational work good products great service do yep. all those things understand that 
And I think in two, three years, you are going to be way, way ahead of a lot of people. And yeah. just to, to add one last thing to your point is doing item business. If you're a new brand trying to do an item business, just one unit, boy, that is getting tougher and tougher yeah. on a private label standpoint. We tried it actually at Quickfire, and you just got to have a lot of money. Honestly, yeah, you have a yeah. lot of money and you think you do. So I think that's the other big key is innovation to your point, understanding what you do and bring something different. Even if it's like another key category leader or brand, but yours is a better product at a cheaper price, you might have something. Yep. Remember, it's going to cost you the advertising and the marketing costs a fortune. Yeah, that, that that's a big headache for the, you can say, uh, some companies that are being started, they have to spend a lot of their budget, more than half a budget just on advertisement. And yeah, if you don't do it wisely, you're going to end up stuck there this is a really huge market but you have to step in really wisely yeah uh, baby yeah. steps baby yeah. steps Amir. Yeah. baby steps baby steps Let, let's call it baby steps uh yeah yes yeah, scott is there any questions i didn't ask that you would love to share with the audience no i just think that e-commerce i think people need to understand a perspective when they see quarterly earnings and they see the articles about this company that company walmart just came out with theirs they had a phenomenal q2 their profit was up their revenue uh, grew mm -hmm. there's still so much demand and i know i'm speaking mostly in the us but in the uk and there's different parts of the world that have different economic mm -hmm. uh, factors that that are constraining but mm -hmm. my point is is that just understand e-commerce is on an unbelievable it went up 90 percent yeah from 2019 to 2022 yeah so it's the average and the rule of large numbers i think everybody just just get out of their like 200 yeah. growth and all this crazy roller coaster rides i always tell everybody yeah. i like gondolas like you know the gondolas they go up slowly and they go down slowly yeah yeah because yeah. roller coasters long term there's sadness Umer, yeah. people get upset when you have a great quarter and your sales grow and then all of a sudden you can't anniversary it and 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 then people are really sad there's a lot of yeah. sad so my biggest thing, yes exactly so inventory management profitability management growth and advertising get somebody who really understands marketing in that segmentation or that marketplace mm -hmm. and then lower the expectations so we all just got to have good vibes Amir. we got to chill yeah. out yeah. right 100 percent yeah Man, papers are going mad. Like, uh, they they're heading to uh, the papers. They they became millionaire in just two months, three months, and everybody just going mad. They're gonna become millionaire and trillionaire just by launching their brand on Amazon. They gotta slow down. They need to understand the market. They need to understand their audiences. Build their brand, not just one product, two product. Build a brand. That's going, have, going to work. Yeah, and we have. Tell me when I'm out of time, Amir. I mean, you cut yeah. me off. Yeah, um, we have we have enough time. Yeah. Okay, so so I think that point what you just made is actually really important now and in going into 24. We have a situation, okay, where this is an item, four or five items, very successful Amazon-only business. Mm -hmm. And now this brand wants to go up and they had a, a direct-to-consumer website, but they didn't really pay attention. Now they invested a lot of time and money in that. And what we're seeing is they didn't on Amazon spend enough time and enough money and energy to build the brand. To your mm -hmm. point exactly, to build that brand, which is hard to do, right? Because it's so competitive, yep. especially yep. Their, their category is competitive. Take that and really grow the brand. Then then go out and try to really invest in your own yep. D2C and your brand because you have no brand equity. 100%. So, 
Yeah. So that's a great lesson, I think, for everybody. Now, getting the timing right is challenging. Yeah. Um, and, and, and but now we have tools at Amazon that can somewhat measure brand share and see how your brand equity is really building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, SQP, this is a new thing. Like, yes, that's really great thing. But still, you got to first build your brand really slowly, know your audience, build your audience. That's that's where you get your uh, boost up. Uh, not before that. Just make sure you're first building a brand and that's the way to go. And what about the other way, Amir? What if you've got a direct consumer product or, or site that you brand you've built, you spent a lot of money and time building that brand, mm -hmm. and yet you don't know if Amazon's right for you. You don't know if Walmart Plus or Walmart Connect is right for you. Walmart.com is right for you or some other marketplace. What do you think yep. of that? Yep, uh, that, that, that's really hectic. Like you have, to, you have to do the research first. You have to do the research first. And you need to understand like where the where your audiences are. Uh, it is on Amazon or it's just on, on local stores or it's on uh, going on uh, Walmart. So you need to understand, you need to market search. It's all come down to market research. You need to understand like where your audiences are and that's that's where you go to. And be ready to be surprised though. Be ready yeah. all the market research because once you go in there, you're going to be, wait, the, 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 yeah. all the reporting and all the data I followed said this and then all of a sudden something happened. And that's what makes this fun, yeah. Uber. Because yeah, every day yeah. we wake up and we don't know what the bots are gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely, I completely agree with that. Like you can get all the reports, but you will only get a real, real thing. But once you enter in the market, once you enter in the room, then you'll say, "Oh, this is how the things works. This was completely different. I just knew about this." <laughs> this and then my other, I think again, you're you're on it. But one of the other mistakes I made that I would encourage mm -hmm. people to not do. When you look at a category, now we have all these scraping things. So we can tell roughly, right, about how much people, how much dollars are being done on Amazon, on Walmart, whatever, right? Now, just, just, just as a safety, is this a little seatbelt, okay? I'm going to tell everybody how to put the seatbelt on. Mm -hmm. Jungle Scout, Helium 10, they're all terrific. Love them, all the other mm -hmm. things. But you got to take the numbers with a grain of salt, with a pound of salt, and take about 30% off the number yep. that they report, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that I, 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 that that that's how we also do it right now but it's it's really wise it's really wise like not everybody do it like this i can see like if you compare the jungle score data helium 10 data and amazon data is already giving right now it doesn't compare it doesn't match each other so you have to understand like uh, if you're already selling on amazon just a quick trick go to your product see how many units sold in 30 days and then run a helium 10 look how much higher it will show like 20 30 percent and that's where you're gonna take a cut off when you compare other products with your products and see like how the actual sales works. And my, my lesson learned of the failure that I was talking about was you can't sit there and look at that data brand. And you're absolutely right. But let's say that the category leader is doing a hundred thousand dollars a month. And you're like, wow, a hundred thousand dollars a month. Well, I'm showing this, that the competitor. Well, if I just got 10% of that hundred thousand dollars a month, oh my gosh, that would be phenomenal. I think I have a great product fit. I have innovation, all this other stuff. Believe me, that's not always what happens. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you're smiling because you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's yep, a fool's yep. errand, which, by the way, I have run down. I have been the fool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So so here's his quick scenario. Like people will go and do market research and say like, okay, top 10 sellers, everybody making uh, 15K, 20K. If I just make 10% of that, I will make 2K. Okay, let's go. And you will not even get 1% of the market because they are all over in the market. They are doing, they have the budget, they are doing advertisement, they have the audiences. Amazon likes them much better because they sell them more. You will not even get 0.1% until unless you come up with something new. That's where you can yeah. get to 
and and they've been on for for 10 years or five years yeah. or whatever. Right. So their, their relevancy and their indexing is just, it's hard organically to fight them. Yeah. And then they've, they've got so much. So I, that is such a huge lesson that the new brands that even exist, this is, this is true for some of the largest brands in the world, Mary. I mean, I've, yep. I've lived this with them where they come in and they just think, well, why, why can't we insoles? What we, we could crush <laughs> insoles, we could crush that, whatever we yeah. could get 5%. Mm -hmm. and, and as much as we talk about building a brand and everything else, and this is global markets everywhere on Amazon specifically. God, I wish it wasn't, but it's still an item driven business. Yeah. It's gotten yeah, so yeah. much better, but it's still an item driven business. And if you don't approach it that way, mm -hmm. you're going to get burned. Yes. Like if, if, you, if your product doesn't sell itself, you are, you are nowhere to be sold. Like no matter how many, how many dollars you spend on PPC, how many dollars you spend on advertisement, if your product doesn't sell by itself, it doesn't have enough reason for customers to purchase your product uh, instead of the competitors. You are not going anywhere. Yes, and we just had John Elder on two two episodes. That's a that's a humble brag right there. I'm on always off brand, but he's a big private label consultant guy because he built up five different brands on Amazon and then exited wow. them and made a bunch of stuff. But he he said exactly what we try to tell everybody. Like we're talking about either <laughs> brands or new brands. <laughs> You're going to be losing money for nine. He burned. He was bleeding money for nine, 10, 11 months until he, until it turned around. So if that's not your expectation, uh, I'm sorry. Cause that's, that's true. That's life. That's reality. Yeah. Complete hundred percent. I agree with that. That that's the truth of e-commerce. That's the hard fact. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Scott, it was, it was really amazing, uh, to, uh, have you here before we go. Uh, if you can please share like where people can, get connected with you where people can listen to always your podcast, like on LinkedIn, please feel free to share. Yeah. So you can reach me at LinkedIn. It's O H S M A N, which is weird. I have a weird last name. I'm so sorry. It's really pronounced. It should be pronounced Ozman O H S M A N Scott yeah. always off brand. We're on every platform known to mankind, always off brand. New episodes out every single Thursday, 5 a.m. Pacific us, 8 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Eastern. Uh, we cover it's e-commerce simplified with a whole bag of fun. We do all kinds of things. I'm on Twitter with my name, just Scott Oshman. I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm wherever, but LinkedIn is my domain. Umer. That's where yeah. you and I, that's yeah. where we cross paths. That's reconnected. I love, I can't help myself yeah. on LinkedIn. So that's yeah. my yeah. only big uh, marketing push. Yeah. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is, is the best place. Like I can say so far, like for businesses, and yes. Scott, like by the way, really, I like your last name. Like it's it's the name of founder of Ottoman Empire. It's Osman. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Osman. Osman, exactly. <laughs> Osman. Amazing. I, I love your last name, by the way. Amazing. It's I, amazing. Like your last name, John. You have a great name, Amir Jot. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank. Thanks a lot uh, for this. And yeah, amazing, Scott. I uh, really appreciate for you being here and uh, giving great piece of content, give great piece of advice to our audiences. Yeah. Uh, talk to you soon. Have a great day. All right. You too, Amir. Take care.